0: Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I'm taking a listener question And I am going to give an answer here, but actually this was a list of topics that Alicia was interested in. And so I wanted to hit all four of them here quickly and also invite all of you who have things that you are interested in to also send in an email with your questions or with a topic idea. So let's get to Alicia's email. She said, Hi, Gina. You mentioned in an episode that you were open to getting messages about topics we're interested in. I'd love to hear about managing high pressure work stress, how procrastination makes anxiety worse, falling asleep when waking up in the middle of the night from anxiety, and how to trust that things will all work out. Cheers. Love your podcast. Alicia. Alicia thank you so much for taking the time to jot these down and send them into us I'm really looking forward to giving you a couple of quick tips on each one of these topics that you brought up because these are pretty common things so it's important that we review them and so we're going to do that today let's start out here with managing high pressure work stress. Now, work stress may have just gotten a little bit more pressure filled with people going back to work, people going back to school. Things are opening up and things are shifting a little bit now again, as they have been. But this is a new kind of feeling. And sometimes the people who uh, tend to be anxious who come into this planet being a little bit more sensitive on that nervous side, we just consider sometimes change can trigger a little bit and and make you feel like you are in danger. And that isn't always the case, but that's a little bit more pressure on you, right? So if you're going back to work with this 2021 re-entry back into things, how they are opening up a little bit more. Maybe you're feeling a little bit more pressure and you're taking that to work with you now. So what I want you to do is when you are pressured at work and you're feeling that high pressure, I want you to break things down into smaller steps. I want you to make the work Easier to manage because we don't live life taking care of the whole enchilada at once. We are taking one bite at a time. We have to remember this. It is one foot in front of the other. And I know my, because I know myself when I have a big project, it feels overwhelming until I have broken it down into the smaller steps and I see how I can actually accomplish each piece. So break things down. And if even if it just breaking it down in your head and knowing that I don't have to accomplish the whole big thing at once, but all these little pieces will get done if I take them one by one. So break things down and that may include breaking down you going back into work. Maybe you have to break that down into, I know for some people, a re back into school was starting with three days a week and then going more. So see if you can break it down for you reentering into your work also. I know, Alicia, you weren't asking about that, but it is so on everyone's mind. I wanted to add that in. The other thing I want you to do when you are at work and you are feeling high pressure, I want you to take breaks for breathing. Now, the beauty about your breathing is you can do it anywhere. You can do it at your desk. You can do it in the lunchroom. You can do it in the bathroom. You can do it in your car. doesn't matter. You always have your breath with you. You don't have to say, I forgot it. I left it home or the app isn't working or whatever. You don't need anything. All you need is to remember to do it. So I want you to take some time to breathe And I mean to let your belly relax and let the breath go deeper, let your exhale go slower, and to be breathing through your nose is the thing I'm adding on to all of that, because I'm finding out that many people are mouth breathers, and that is not as helpful as nose breathing. Nose breathing has a lot of extra pieces that are helpful. We won't get into that here today, but breathing breaks are exactly what you need to be doing. And take those breaks. Set a timer on your phone so that every hour you take a breathing break because you will clear out the stress that has been building up to that point and you will be relieving some of it so that we are not constantly just adding one more straw on the camel's back all day. We're going to clear some of those off with our breathing breaks. I also want you to take the idea of letting your co-workers know that you are experiencing some anxiety. They will often feel the same way and they will be understanding. But if not, you can communicate with them what it is that you are experiencing and what it is that you need. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. And now I want to jump right into procrastination. And I want to let everybody know right off the top here that procrastination makes your anxiety worse. So Alicia was asking, you know, how is it that procrastination makes anxiety worse? And it is because procrastination needs to be understood as having two particular forms. There's avoidable and unavoidable. So unavoidable is less relevant here because we can't change it. It's not something that we can do anything about. It may be caused by health issues, including severe anxiety panic that we are losing control of. With unavoidable procrastination, we need to attend to the issues that are pressing us and making progress on our work or project impossible. We need to get down to business and take care of things. So that's the unavoidable, the unavoidable things that are happening. We need to get down to them. Now, avoidable procrastination is often a habit, a mental habit that leads us into high pressure situations. It gets us into trouble. And These are things that wouldn't have happened had we attended to the work projects at an earlier time. So you can see that we all know this, where we let go and we didn't take care of things. We put it off, put it off. And then the pressure is so severe, it's uncomfortable. Part of complex work involves a sort of skillful procrastination. And that is when we put off certain tasks in lieu of others, right? So what I'm talking about here is what is it that you are doing while you are procrastinating and putting off your work task? If it's that you're working toward progress Within the ultimate goal through a like a side project, for example, or something that needs to get done in order to get something else done, some skillful procrastination is to be expected and often favorable. It helps us clear the deck so that we can get the harder, more difficult challenge part of the project where we need to concentrate done because we have taken care of some of the smaller issues. Sometimes we even need to rest and we may consider this avoidable procrastination. However, rest is often necessary, and we shouldn't hold such moments against ourselves if we need the rest. Although, if you are engaged in chit-chat with co-workers that bears no relevance to the ultimate goal of the project at hand, or if you are scrolling on your phone or surfing the internet for unrelated things, or a ri- range of other unproductive, unhelpful activities, these things we would label as avoidable procrastination. You can avoid that. You can take care of your Have it and get back down to business. Understanding that putting off work that must get done in a timely fashion will cause you more suffering and anxiety in the future should help enable you to get the tasks completed as quickly as you can. It is important to remember here that we need to rest and sometimes we need to put off work tasks in order to do so. Be kind to yourself. This is like a balancing act. The line between avoidable and unavoidable procrastination does get blurry. And ultimately, we can only do the best that we can. We shouldn't hit ourselves again with a second dose of punishing thoughts and being hard on ourselves if we require rest and are now under the gun with excess work. With anxiety rising due to the lack of time to complete our work, we must understand that we are doing our best and it will have to do. Good enough. Now let's look at Alicia's falling asleep when waking up in the night with anxiety. Yes, is this common or what? this can happen. How do we fall back to sleep when we wake up in the middle of the night with anxiety? So very quickly, there are a number of techniques to help you sleep when waking in the night with anxiety. And for many, sleep is no longer possible in high anxiety states. You know, if you can't sleep, you can't sleep. Don't add more fuel to the fire by stressing about the fact that you are awake. Let it be. You can distract your mind with practices like the old fashioned counting sheep or counting backwards from 10,000. And often this will lead you into enough of a state of distraction that you will begin to fall asleep. You can meditate. You can listen to a guided meditation. You can listen to one of these podcasts. I have to say it out loud. A lot of people listen to the show to fall asleep. Now, of course, I just I take that as a compliment that this is relaxing enough that they fall asleep. That's awesome. And you can meditate if you are telling me and the mail tells me so that you don't have time to meditate. Well, then I'm telling you, When you are awake in the middle of the night and cannot fall back to sleep, this is your opportunity. This is an invitation to meditate. Find your practice that you've been doing or that you've been trying to do and do it when you are awake in the middle of the night. This is a blessing in disguise. And her last topic was how to trust that things will all work out. I'm so glad that you asked this, Alicia, because faith in the right outcome, the best outcome, naturally flows when we realize we are doing all our best at this time. There are many imperfections in the world, and we must appreciate that there are many imperfections in ourselves and in our lives. As long as we are not expecting or demanding perfection in all things, of course all things will work out. The river flows down the mountain. We do not have to worry about the river flowing back up the mountain, although some of us would, right? The water follows its natural course through the riverbed down the mountain following its path of destiny through its obedience to gravity, to nature. Our cells will continue to receive oxygen from the air we breathe as our life force shines during the course of our life. When our life has run its course, our cells will no longer receive oxygen from the air and our body passes away. This is things working out, you can trust that nature will run its course. It is so important for us to all remember that things all work out. We are not needing to figure it all out. Yes, there will be boulders in the way as that river is flowing downstream. Yes, the water has to move to one side or the other and it all works out. This is important and it's a beautiful place for you to be able to begin to let go. I hope the show has been helpful for you. And I hope that if you again have questions or topics that you will send them to us, anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. And now for today's quote. The only difference between success and failure is the ability to take action. And that's from Alexander Graham Bell. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then,